Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I am your host, James McLam. I'm joined today by Mr. Oklahoma himself, Brandon Bumgardner. How are you doing, Brandon? Hey, doing good, James. I don't know if I'm fit for the title, but boy, we had a great <laughs> show today, didn't we? We did. We did. We had Coach Nate Hearn. Now, some of you may be familiar with him. Some of you may be not. Just a little brief history. He was a part of the coaching staff that the movie Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. uh was based on. Of course, that movie was based upon a book that was a similar name, but he was a part of that coaching staff that that won uh, state championships over and, and was over, recognized over natural, yeah. nationally as well. But more importantly, we're talking about an individual who has spent 25 years as a coach, 35 years as a teacher, has an immense amount of experience working with youth, and just dropped knowledge bombs on us about how to effectively connect with youth. Yes. Brandon, what are some of the things our audience is going to learn today, or what was your greatest takeaway? Well, James, I think they're going to learn how to build relationships, how to invest well in other people, how to mentor, how to really take the time to connect with people. One of the biggest takeaways I took was that he talked about how he overcame obstacles as a leader and mm-hmm. didn't allow his circumstances to define him, but he chose to make the most of his life and now stands as the leader he is today, which is something every leader needs to learn today, how to overcome obstacles. What was great is listening real briefly, because we only had about 40 minutes with him, but briefly about his story about coming from nothing and how mm-hmm. someone investing in him has propelled him to the success he has in life and how he used that really as the template for his life's mission. Hey, I want to do the same thing those men did to me. Exactly. And now is teaching others how yep. to do the same with others going forward. That's so what awesome. we're about here. It yep. is, it is, and it's it's really amazing, uh, amazing story. And I again, let me do a shout out to the Zigglers for connecting us with him. Yeah. Uh, what a great time. So listen, let's get to our interview with Coach Nate Hearn. Coach Hearn, welcome to the Gen Z Show. I want to thank you for taking your time today to uh, to meet with us. Brandon and I have been excited about this since you scheduled our interview. Thank you for having me, uh, James and Brandon. I'm, I'm honored to be here this, today. And we all three share a um, mutual certification. We're all certified through the Ziegler uh, Corporation, and we are so thankful for everything and the legacy that Mr. Zig Ziegler has has done over the years, and and also for our great friend uh, Cindy, who is yeah. Mr. Ziegler's yeah. uh, daughter, to to connect us all together. She was very excited about about connecting us together. Yeah, yeah, I, she's my sweetheart. And the whole Ziegler family, I just love them. <laughs> How can you not? They're just wonderful yeah. people. <laughs> they are. She's. Uh, Coach, many in our audience may be familiar with you. Uh, They may have heard you speak before or may may have heard you through some other avenues. But some of our audience, I'm sure this is their very first time. They're reading the little blurb in the show notes and it perked their interest. But they want to hear from you. Uh, Tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to our audience. Grew up in West Texas, 
Um, graduated from a small school in West Texas. Uh, you know, you, you got uh, you, you grow up in West Texas. You got the you got the sand in your neck, and 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 you play football on dirt. There's no grass. <laughs> <laughs> no dirt. <laughs> So that's how I grew up. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a middle child of eight siblings, would have been nine. Younger brother died at birth. I grew up in poverty. Um, grew up not knowing where my next meal was going to come from. Um, you know, my brother and I used to wake me up on Saturday mornings and we would scour the neighborhood alleys to, to, to get the thickest cardboard we could find to cut it out, to put it in the soles of our shoes to keep the heat of the pavement out of in the summer to water out when it rained the cold out in the winter because her father didn't have the money to buy shoes on a regular basis. My mom, I remember my elementary school days vividly because she would line us up and she'd give us dry meat and bread, bologna sandwiches in a brown paper sack. Uh, she cleaned houses for a living and all the clothes that I wore were hand-me-downs, uh, holes in my shoes, holes in my clothes, and uh, carrying that bologna sandwich left me with very low self-esteem. And uh, James Brandon, I hated school. I hated going to school dressed like that. I, you know, <clears throat> being a middle child, you got you, you, you're psychologically messed up anyway. Hmm. And, and 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 wearing that those clothes like that, it just it just it just gave me a distaste for school, and it left me with very low self-esteem. I, I didn't have all my grade card, all my report cards were filled with C's, D's and F more D's and F did anything else. Mm. And when I transitioned from elementary school to junior high school, I met two men who would change my life forever. I still try to emulate their legacy. Uh, my seventh grade science teacher, Mr. Clyde Hake and my seventh grade football coach Coach Mark Wallace. Uh, they fed into me. They told me that I could be something. I could be whatever I wanted to be. And in that seventh grade year, I decided from, from their mentoring me, from their coaching me, that I was going to be a science teacher and a coach. And from that point forward, nothing would stop me. Hmm. I've been coaching. Uh, I've coached for 25 years uh, from West Texas to East Texas to everything in between. And I've taught size in the public school system uh, for 35 years. Wow. That's a long time to be in the school system. How, yeah. how has, how is, how have you seen youth and the problems that they encounter change over that time or evolve over that time? You know, James, I tell everyone that back when I started in 75, 76, you know, uh, there was a, 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 an aura of respect mm -hmm. for coaches, for people who wanted to pour into you. Uh, they, they, I mean, when I coached at Permian High School and, and as a coach at Permian High School, when you walked into that room with those players, you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> They were only breathing and listening to every word that coach said. Nowadays, it's, it's just a little different. And, and, and uh, I tell players that I've had who now want to be coaches, they'll call me and they'll say, coach, what do you, 
what do you really what what would help me move to the next level and they're talking about from high school to college and only maybe to the pros what kind of degree would i need what what education what i need to focus on to make me better at moving up and i tell them you need to get a degree in psychology mm-hmm. you 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 need to know how to build relationships oh uh, that's good because it's not i can not it's not i tell you you do what i tell you to do is it's why are you telling me to do this now mm. and that's the biggest difference that i see uh that they 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 not only want you to know what you know they want that relationship and they want you to tell them why you're telling them to do what to do mm. i was looking over your character development program that you have i want i want to run something by you that and see if you agree with this um, we at Generation Ziggler, we've interviewed about 2,500 youth in their late teens to early 20s. Ask them the question, what are the major problems facing your generation? What mm-hmm. do you think? And we took those answers and we kind of quantified them into three major categories. Now, I want to preface that by saying we did not set out to put things in these three categories. These were the three categories that the majority came in. There were some outliners, but not few. And the major three issues were self-image. They struggle with self-image. Number two, relationships. They struggle on how to develop relationships. And number hmm. three, they struggle on the ability to dream and set goals effectively. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Are we on track there and based on your experience, both in the classroom, on the field, and, and as a speaker as well? Very much so. Uh, we're, we're in the Arlington ISD uh, uh, and we deal with students on a day, uh, every day. We go in with our character development, our, our personal development program. And James, you're right on. Those three categories it, it, it is, is exactly what I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they're looking for the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's important to them. And they want to know, what do I need to do to get me to, from point A to point Z? What, 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 I, what do I need to work on? And, and that's what the whole personal development is about. When you can say, hey, you, you, you're you an achiever or you're a communicator or you're a relator or you or empathy is big for you. Mm-hmm. And these are the steps that you take to make that, turn that talent to a strength, their eyes light up. They want that information because stepping across the stage when you're done with high school and into the real world, knowing who you are and knowing your gifts and knowing how to turn those talents into strengths. It's like giving Mm. someone the keys to the Maserati. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's strong. That is good. That is strong to be able to work with them. I don't know. I I know that, that some folks think that we arrange those categories intentionally because those are the first three steps on Mr. Ziegler's steps to success that he identified in the 60s as being the keys for successful professionals. And I think that's so amazing that over 50 years later, um, we could see those same issues that that youth youth self-identify as their problems. It's not like we put up a question and said, hey, do you have problems with these categories? We just asked them openly, and and they did that. Um, how, How would you recommend someone who's working with you to really who wants to invest in young people and helping them in them areas 
where, how do they start? I mean, you've spent a lifetime investing in them. And I know you've seen mm-hmm. a great deal of success in, the, in working with students coming across. I, I can just hear someone who's watching this or listening to this now going, I want to do this, but I don't know where to start. Somebody show me where to start. What do I do in step one? Yeah. And, and the, the thing that has helped me, and I thought it was a curse, but it's turned out to be a blessing for me. When I left college, I played ball in, in college, and I thought when I graduated that I would just go straight into high school, coach, go to the college level, and then eventually uh, go into the pros. Mm-hmm. But when I got to West Texas, there were no jobs, and I had to do three jobs. And then they finally called me in the school system and said, we have a job for you. And I was excited, and they said, yeah, the job is an elementary PE teacher. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no way. No way. I thought about me working those three jobs. But James and Brandon, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because I was able to work with those young kids and see them mature from elementary to junior high to high school to college and watching that maturation. The, the whole thing in my career, I have on every level i still i started in 76 and i can show you i have students that i taught in elementary school who still contact me wow they they send me text messages it's one she sends me a text message every single birthday and she's 51 years old it's the trust Hmm. they 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 have to trust you exactly once they know that you care once they know that you you they can they they they, they feel safe with you, uh, and you going you build that relation. I never had. I've won lots of championships. I never have a student come back and talk to me about winning a trophy. They say, Coach, you remember when I didn't have this, or you remember when this happened to me, mm-hmm. and you were there for me. They have to trust you. Wow, that's big when you when you say that they come to you and say. Mm-hmm. That what they remember the most is those times of trust. I mean, because you've had a story career. You've been a part of coaching staffs that won state championships in Texas and were recognized as the number one team in the nation. So that's wow. That's a foundational. Folks, you listening to this or watching this, you need to listen to what it just said. Write it down. Have to trust. You see, James here wrote it down. Have to trust. That's what you got to <laughs> do as well. Brandon, what do you think? Well, I think it's great. I love your story, Coach, of how you came from an area where you didn't have much and you were able to convert, if that makes sense. You were able to make something happen. Um, I was watching your video earlier about how you were able to pull yourself up from your bootstraps. And what would you say to today's generation? Uh, Some people say we lack grit and we lack that ability to overcome obstacles. What would be one of your top pieces of advice of how to overcome obstacles that youth are facing today? My whole thing, Brandon, is that um, when 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 someone pours into you, like mm. I'm fortunate that I had two people pour into me like that. Yeah, that that um, it builds that that I'm going to say this. Um, God gives every person a measure of faith. Yeah. And for those who believe. There is nothing impossible. And, and and I've taken that and, and what mentors have poured into me. And I've had a lot mm-hmm. of different mentors and, and some good, some bad. Uh, 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 but it's, it's that 
uh, not wanting to let them down who tell you. My, my science teacher, he said, I made an A, the first A I can remember making in biology. <laughs> and he, he said to me, Nathan, he said, you can do this, you're smart. And I said, me? You used my name in the same <laughs> sentence. Smart. That's awesome. And, and I, it, it just blew me away. And from that point on, that's why I'm a science teacher. I made straight A's in science. Wow. I think Brandon can allude to this, too. We've all had that teacher that influenced us. Yes. Um, I, I taught. Not because I was very passionate about the subject, even though I did like ag. I taught because the one of the agriculture teachers I had just poured into me so much um, hmm. that that I've, I've told folks before it was because he saw in me what I always thought that I could do, but never was really encouraged to be and do. Hmm. Uh, he, he saw in me that, that potential, and it was like, yeah, you're right. I know I can do this, and all he needed to do was just give me a little pat on the back, and and then this little arrogant, you know, at the time five foot two, a hundred nothing, you know, was able to jump out of himself as a freshman and and and, and do those things and going forward. Your character development program, tell me, tell me how that works, and and uh, and how that helps the youth that they serve, you know, get out of that cycle of, of poor life choices. Great question. Yeah, what we do is we use that assessment. We call it the Strengths Finder. Oh, mm -hmm. and yeah. If y'all familiar with the strength, most people. Yes. Are. Yeah, and it gives you like thirty-two different talents, and uh, we take the top five, and we're also core clarity facilitators. That's a program that was started by a, 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 a lady by the, a friend by the name of Candace Fitzpatrick, who was in the MBA program at SMU. And she was in a class and she did the strength finder. Then she said, this thing is so exciting. And so she, she added more steps to it. So what we do is take the top five talents and then we, we add color to them. We, we tell them that if, you, if you're an achiever, uh, these are, are the bullets that, that resonate with you being an achiever. And then we give them exercises to turn that if you if you know your talent it's skills knowledge and experience if mm -hmm. you know it then you have the knowledge of it and then you use it every day you know what it is and you use it every day that's what turns it from a talent into a strength and like i said james when when when, when a person know and they see those those things that we say to them this is one of the characteristics of being an achiever or a communicator or someone with relation who's a relator or someone with empathy yeah and when they see it in black and white turn the color and they see it in themselves I, i'm going to say it again it's like hey this is the key to success this mm -hmm. this is who i am this is what god has put inside of me mm -hmm. this is not a lie this is not made up this is me and so all I have to do is use it every day to achieve success. It's so good. Do you have do you have trouble getting youth to buy into that or, or um... what what I've seen uh, more than anything else is that 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 shyness, you know, mm -hmm. you have to overcome that a little bit. And I'm gonna go back to the thing I said before. 
There are lots of people that come into their lives. But if they trust you, if you're consistent, if you say the same things and you show up every day and you keep pouring into them, eventually, James, they begin to say he's right. Wow. Is this program uh, something that teachers use or youth workers? Who uses it and how is it implemented? Oh, yeah. Teachers. What we do is not only do we take the students through it, we also take the teachers through it (laughs) because they have to have that buy in, too. They have to understand how important it is. And when you see a teacher's eyes light up, because just like me or you, James or Brandon, no, I I didn't get it. No one told me, Nathan, you're an achiever. No one said you're a communicator. No one said you're you're one of your gifts. It's responsibility. They didn't say that to me when I walked across the stage. They didn't didn't tell me that. And and I'm 50 something years old. And then I go through this program and I, I, I see Oh, that's why I do what I do. That's, good. that's that's and it just opens up. And then the teachers take, they believe in it. And mm-hmm. then they start it. They start selling it and make it viable to the students. You have to you have to sell the whole thing to everyone to get them to understand it. That makes I mean that makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. You gotta get that buy-in for them on this. It's such a I, I think we, if we go back to those three core issues that we talked about that we've identified together that a youth is, is that even though those problems have existed probably since the beginning of time in some way or another, well, I know they have. I mean, you can read Old Testament stories and you can see oh. problems with, oh, yeah. you know, self-image, relationships and goals and in and, and, and some form or another, even from that point in time. The way that these problems are... Uh, showing up today uh we have to come up with you know more innovative solutions and and interactive solutions to be able to to connect with these youth in this way um but you know coach you're right if we're not if they don't trust us yeah it's all yeah that's the base it is And, and i'll go back to mr ziegler who what he said he said you know uh the eyes are the windows to the soul, and, 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 and the eyes are the only organ we have that are connected directly to the brain. So, therefore, we're going to believe much more of what we see than what we hear. Wow. But we are motivated, inspired, encouraged, and moved by what we hear. That is because the feeling brain is 10 times larger than the thinking brain. Mm-hmm. And so, what he was saying is this if what you say matches what you do, you're going to sell a lot of products. Wow. Wow. That's good. And that, a lot of sense and, to me. and that product that we're selling for them is, is success. It's their personal success. development. Yeah. Oh. Personal development. Absolutely. Wow. Mm. Brandon, what you got? Coach, I was, I was, thinking as you're talking about your experiences of how you've grown up and all the knowledge you have. I'm just amazed at all the wisdom you have. I bet we could talk a lot longer than just a simple podcast of all the things you know. But if you were to sum up your definition of leadership from what it was to what it is now, what would you say that definition of leadership would be? Um, My definition of leadership is this. You need to wake up every single morning and 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 with one goal in mind. Mm. And that goal 
is to, and I'm going to spell this out because people think I'm saying a different word than what I'm saying. It is to empower people to do great things without you. I do not use empower because E-M-P-O-W is defined as giving mm -hmm. someone the power or authority to do something. And if you give somebody the power to do it, you can also do what? Take you can away. take it from them. Mm -hmm. But when you empower through inspiring and, and, and motivating and encouraging the person to use their God-given innate abilities to do great things yeah. without you, that is something that no one can ever take from you. Wow. That's what leaders do. You empower people to do great things without you. Mm, that's so good. And I think Ziegler lived that out. And I think we're all trying to live that out. I think it all stems from that same tree. I agree, Brandon. Yes. That is powerful. You, you, that's a hashtag. For those of you who are listening to it, you need to hashtag that because that's what you need to be. We need to see that trending on Twitter or instead of the things that tend to trend on, on yes. Twitter more more that, that is going on, I think. Uh, the... The presentation that you gave this past spring to the Ziegler coaches uh, at the at the reunion that they had, mm. I, I saw one of the themes that you talked about in that was legacy. Uh, you know, and, you know, building your own legacy. Youth are not thinking about that. How can we get a youth, a young person, their late teens, early teens, all the way into their twenties? How can we get them thinking beyond the here and now and thinking about? You know, these things are, and how it's going to build their own legacy going forward. How, how do we get that happening? Um, that's, you know, besides it just being a sports legacy or, you know, an academic, which I, they could think about that. Hey, I want my name in lights. I want my name uh, on the plaque. You know, I want my picture in the trophy case at school. How, how can we get them to think about those things? And, and that's a good question. And, and the most important thing about our program, is that is that is that when you start knowing uh, what was placed inside of you that that you're not like anyone else mm -hmm. that you're special and you're gifted and, and and god only created one of you no matter what people say you're, you're not like anyone else right. when you start figuring that out and you start using your gifts to 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 achieve success the most important thing about that gift and we teach this to them this is the most important thing is that you use that gift to help others. Yeah. It is not about you. That's good. Once you learn who you are, yep. you use that gift to serve and help other people. We, we, we teach that. We believe that with all our hearts. My wife and I, that's the most important part of the program. You use those gifts to serve other people. Mm. Is there practical ways that you encourage them to do that? Is there is there programs that you help them and get involved on, or is it kind of their own interest level? Yeah, well, what we do, we encourage them to go out, and even in the classroom with the teacher, we encourage them to, like, if there's a program uh, of service for other, for, you know, we've got a lot of hungry kids. We've mm -hmm. got a lot of kids who, who, who are out there who are not in school. That's the biggest thing, James. We've got 1.5 million kids who did not come to school, come back to school, and they're still out there. They wow. know them, and they're going to be a big help in bringing them back. 
So that's what we try to get them to do, to, to get in some program to where we're serving those who are in need. And there's a lot of families that the school that we're at now, they're doing a drive for socks and clothes and food. And that's using those gifts to go out and serve other people. You got to keep it in front of them at all times. Hey, that sat that you just had that, that have not come back. Is that nationwide? Is that in Texas? That's, that's nationwide. Those now you're going to have more in Texas because it's what? Bigger, right? Mm -hmm. We got more school districts, but it's nationwide. Wow. So students who, when schools closed down because of COVID, just have not returned in any way. Did mm. not return. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Man. Wow. So that's many, gonna, that's so many routes us. could go with that. Wow. That's mm. going to impact us economically yes. for years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm just thinking, too, about all the places where they, what they're doing if they're not at school. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What are they doing if they're not at school? Exactly. So, Coach, that brings me to a, another thought. You know, with so many kids not being in school, they kind of have this this sense of that they don't feel like they can communicate well. They don't have that sense of direction. Um, just a personal question. How did you find out your calling? How did you discern what you were born to do. Uh, you know, Ziegler was always talking about being born to win and, and doing those type of things. But how did you personally discern what you were called to do? I, I took what Coach Wallace and, and, and Mr. Hake said to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Coach, uh, you know, when I said, Coach, Mr. Hake said, hey, Nathan, you're smart and, and you mm -hmm. can do this. And, and you earned this A. Well, Coach came up to me and, 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 and he, he, he was just such a wise man, a caring man. And I think one of his strongest gift was his empathy. Mm -hmm. and, and, and one day I'm in the locker room, Brandon, and, and I'm trying to beat my teammates uh, uh, getting dressed because I had all those holes in my clothes, shoes, and, and I, I, I didn't want anybody to see that. So one day I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I've made it, I'm tying my cleats up, he walks forward. He puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, Hearn, those holes in your clothes, those holes in your shoes, that bologna sandwich is not the end, is not an indication of the man you're going to become. Mm. He said, you can be whoever you want to be. And, 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 and those transformational things that he was saying to me, I, I went from being a kid who wanted to drop out of school to now I had a dream that I turned into the goal that became my mission in life. Wow. I'm, I'm going to coach and I'm going to teach science. And, and from that point on, nothing anyone said to me that was negative was going to stop me. So that, that, wow. that's how I, I, I decided that those were the great, those, that was the gift. That was the, the traits that I had inside of me that I wasn't right. going to give up, that I was going to keep going forward. And as long as I stayed on track, to follow that advice that it was good for me. Mm. Wow. And I don't want our audience to think, well, this, this is over 50 years ago. You know, the youth are not going to respond to someone coming by because there's so many other things that are influencing them. Mm. I, I just don't want our audience uh, that those who are, who are really passionate about helping this generation and future generations to discard the fact that, Someone who you trust, the word that they can do can really change your life. Yes. Uh, 
I, I just don't want I just don't want our audience to miss the power of what you just said and just dismiss it of saying, oh yeah, it was fifty years ago, yeah. It was fifty plus years ago in the sixties, you know, you could say that because they're not watching <laughs> TikTok and Oh, you know, it's still relevant today. Yes. That that never gets old. It it never <laughs> even though it's an old cliche, it does not mean that it doesn't work. Mm. Right. It's still very viable today. And if they wanted to come with my wife and I and watch us as we work with these students, it still works. People still, heck, I still like being encouraged. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't miss the poster. All right, I'm going to shift gears here to something a little bit lighter and stuff. I've seen the movie many times on Friday Night Lights. I want to know how close to truth is Friday Night Lights uh, to the you were part of the coaching staff there then tell me how close is that uh, whole movie the culture everything I mean uh, it's it's a uh, it's a fascinating movie of course it you know did a series I think there were actually two series based on the on the book but the movie to me is just I, I've always loved it yeah yeah and, and I would say maybe seventy percent seventy uh, percent accurate. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not 70%, 30% accurate. Oh, you know, and these are the little things that, you know, Hollywood has to throw those things in there to yeah. make it. Well, we didn't, Jay, we didn't play them in the Astrodome. We didn't play them for state championships. The game was not 39, 30. None of that happened. That, that <laughs> just didn't happen. And, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the town, how they portrayed the people of the town, you know, like kind of, you know, cowboyish and all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, the kids drove to school in BMWs. <laughs> oh. it, it, was, it was money at that school. So, you know. It's you an old town, yeah. Wearing cowboy boots all the time. Um People did value education. It wasn't all about football. And, uh, you know, we beat a, uh, they, they had a, Carter had a great team, a great team. Hmm. But the thing that made Mojo Mojo was those, like you said, you were like, we had those kids who were five foot nine, five foot 10, 155 pounds. And they, for 35 years, won 88.9% of their games. Wow. And that's the thing that they missed in the movies, those little kids who would get out there and just play their hearts out and, and beat 88.9 kids who outweighed them 50, 60, sometimes 80 pounds. <laughs> wow. And it, it was amazing to be in that program like that. But they we we played Carter in in Austin, Texas, at the University of, of Texas in Austin Memorial Stadium. It was raining. It was cold. They beat us 14 to 9. And it was in the semifinal game. It yeah, that wouldn't have made as good a movie at the end there. No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> the lights of being in the Astrodome and uh-huh. you know, yeah. th- that's in the crowd. And <laughs> I'm sure there was a huge crowd anyway, but. You know, yeah. <laughs> the rain, they wouldn't have liked that <laughs> to, to me as well. So, so. Such a cool story. <laughs> so, 
One of the questions that we've asked most of our guests, and we kind of ended on this, is what is the greatest piece of advice? And you've alluded to this with with your uh, seventh grade coach and, and teacher, but what is the greatest piece of advice that you have ever been given? I think more than anything, the greatest piece of advice is, 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 is I, I, I got to go back to it, James, is what... Uh, uh, you guys have said, and what, what Mr. Ziegler have said, it's all about trust. It's all about building relationships. Uh, I, I've coached in areas where kids have had some horrendous home lives. Their lives are just terrible. And, and if you don't take time to stop the machine and get off the machine and find out what's really, really going on in their lives, uh, it, it's not going to be successful. And, a great coach said, and I wasn't the one he was talking to, I just overheard the conversation. A great coach said to a potential kid who had just graduated from college, he wanted to coach football. He said, if you want to be successful, it is not about the X's and O's. It's about getting those kids to trust you. Wow. Mm -hmm. How can our audience connect with you, learn more about you, learn more about your programs that you had, um, and, and connect with you. How, how is the best way for our audience to reach out to you? You know, I'm old school and I put that www in front of it. They don't need it nowadays, uh, but it's <laughs> drnathern.com. And uh, I, everything is there. Uh, phone number, addresses, uh, whatever you need. And uh, my wife and I will we'll answer every call. Is is there a way they can get in? Is this how they'll connect with you if they want to learn more about the character development program as well? Oh, yes, sir. Uh-huh. Oh, outstanding. Brandon, any, any closing thoughts from you? or No, Coach, really loved your conversation today. Thanks for joining us on the Gen Z Show. I think we got some good content today, James. Well, Coach, I want to thank you again. And listen, audience, someone you know, needs to hear this message. They need to mm. see this video. They need to hear this podcast. So we want you to comment, like, and share this uh, with, with those that you know need this. And until our next episode, thank you for joining us at the Gen Z Show. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.